We are in Champions League, man. That was my Dilly din, dilly dong, come on. I will love it if we beat them. Love it. This is the Modern Soccer Coach Podcast with Gary Kearney. Hello coaches, thanks for joining us for another Modern Soccer Coach Podcast episode. My name is Gary Kernane. Joining us for this interview is Alessandro DeVite. Alessandro has worked with some unbelievable coaches in his time at the professional game as an analyst. He's worked with Jose Mourinho, Antonio Conte, Luciano Spalletti, Inter Milan, AC Milan, Torino, Roma, some of the biggest clubs in the world. We did this interview with APFA. It was part of our Friday interviews, so we typically set them up around lunchtime on a Friday. APFA, Association of Professional Football Analysis, we've done a partnership with them. We get some experts on, we do a presentation or an interview. We open it up for coaches to come on and listen and also ask questions. So this is around 30 minutes of that interview and there's also another 30 to 40 minutes of it that you can watch for free on the APFA website. All you have to do is jump on, log in, start an account, absolutely free and there's loads of content on there as well and I would highly recommend checking out their online courses as well brilliant platform brilliant courses and if you're interested in analysis or if you're interested on improving your analysis skills check out the work of APFA they're absolutely brilliant they are the best around all right first part of this interview we talked to Alessandro on his journey I also talked to him about Antonio Conte and Jose Mourinho before we start Please check out the new content on Modern Soccer Coach. We've just put together a periodization breakdown with some takeaways from some experts that we've interviewed. Please check it out on YouTube and on ModernSoccerCoach.com. We also have a free periodization chart to give away. ModernSoccerCoach.com slash shop. You can download yours for free right now. Okay, here's Alessandro. Enjoy. Alessandro. Really, really excited uh, to have you on on for a chat. Italian football, I think, is the reason why there's so many people have joined this conversation. Italian football and football analysis just go hand in hand. Such a rich history in Italy. Of uh, we were just talked before we start recording. When I grew up, I won't bore you anymore. But um, listening to your journey and and reading about your journey, you, you were initially were drawn into the coaching side of the game what brought you to the analysis how did that come around yeah uh, first of all i am excited as well uh, gary so it's an honor and everybody listening so it's really a pleasure um i i try to make it uh briefly um i i started playing as everybody loves this game uh at 15 16 i was already let's say focused the uh, about coaching. Uh, I, I was already someone who liked tactics uh, to understand about the game. Um, so going into football analysis or match analysis, whatever is called, you know, in many ways, uh, it was something that was going to happen. 
and at AC Milan, I started because uh, I was at uni at that time and they had a partnership with AC Milan. So after a selection, I was brought in and we had a season with them. Uh, there was Donnarumma, for example, in that, uh, in that academy. Uh, was a really good time and experience because uh, they were really organized. And for that time, um, I would say in Italy, uh, there weren't academies such organized as Milan at the time. So it was a good experience. Milan have a great reputation. Uh, I'm actually finishing off the Saki book at the minute. Uh, you know, they were ahead of the game. Obviously, he helped with a, with a number of things, but they were also ahead of the game in sports science, way that Milan Lab we used to hear about yeah. years and years ago. What was it like from a, an analysis standpoint in terms of resources and culture around analysis to learn? Yeah, yeah, I, I would say they were uh, in the right mindset for it. So. Uh, after one year or um, at that time as well, Inter started to do something similar and Juventus. Uh, so I would say, uh, I should not be wrong, Milan was the first to have academies with uh, uh, actual uh, a match analyst and a performance analyst because we call it this way. Performance analyst usually is, is, is the match analyst for, for <laughs> in the Italian language, let's say. But there was one for just video analysis, technical and tactical point of view, and uh, another for just the sports science uh, point of view. So every team or uh, one guy per two teams were involved into that process. So all together having also some, some meetings together. Yeah, it was more about individual assessment, I would say, and then Milan uh, was uh, really keen on having their own methodology in terms of uh, training and understanding the game. So we were looking also at those principles, uh, the build up from the back, um, individuals uh, brave on the ball. So they were trying to actually uh, direct those young guys into these principles. So we took care also of this kind of growth. Working alongside some really, really good coaches there. And obviously that the conveyor belt the talent come through as well must have been must have been very rich. What were some key learnings from a day-to-day perspective? I learned a lot uh, from uh, the principles about playing with the ball because they were really into it. So opening up the, the centre-backs, having the full-back side on the pitch, playing inside, control and passing, doing, you know, uh, at the exact time with, uh, with precision as well. So they were working also on, on those skills individually. Uh, and you learn lots of details, you know, uh, body posture, you know, things that uh, were, I think, took from uh, Ajax or, or Barcelona. Uh, and Milan has, you know, this kind of identity as well. So they were trying to recreate something similar, in my in my opinion. Uh, and they did well because lots of young players actually uh, were able to then get to professional football after the academy. Mm. But yeah, details about possession phase, I would say. You mentioned that that was that's really interesting. That every coach has basically two analysts at every youth team. 
Yeah, basically it was uh, five or six analysts that they were uh, sweeping teams also because everybody should have known what the others were doing. So I would say one analyst per two teams, something like that. Uh, but, you know, the, the under-19 had one just for, for themselves. Uh, at that time was Inzaghi, who started the career with uh, the under-19 from Milan. Uh, so there were, yeah, two analysts that just, you know, applied to those teams. And then all the others were switching in order to get information, to know about all the players. And then having those meetings all together with, with also psychologists, helped a lot to understand about players, uh, how they were growing. Um, I really believe uh, at that time, the Milan Academy was really ahead of uh, any team in Italy because it was uh, almost 10 years ago. Yeah, when Inzaghi says he, he's getting his own analyst, he gets his own analyst, doesn't he? That's fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what, yeah. what type of feedback were were those players getting then from, from your end? Were they getting individual clips? Were there unit meetings or, or how did that process work? Yeah, at, at, at that time, uh, I was more about into coding and giving information. Uh, just a few times happened that I was actually the one to talk with the guys saying, you know, you should do this other than that. Uh, there were other, peoples, other people who were actually uh, talking to them through the, the various details. But yeah, I mean, it was a nice experience uh, and that uh, boosted me up because I wanted to be in that kind of situation, learning uh, about uh, uh, analysis. And then, yeah, it was the start of yeah the beginning of the journey. Mm. Well, when you look at, at your background, and and I see the, the list of clubs. The the first thing I think of is pressure. You yeah. were doing the, you were doing the Milan, yeah, big time. When you when you're doing the Milan work, uh, it was alongside your university work as yeah. well. So you're, and I wanted to ask you about that. How did how did you learn to deal with pressure of dealing with managers, pressure of time crunches? How did that all work for a young analyst? Yeah, uh, I think you really. Um, how can I say you you hit the target because pressure pressure is fundamental. I mean, is part of the game, and as you raise up the level, there's gonna be pressure. Otherwise, you don't win matches, and you know all the things came along together. Luckily, we didn't have that much pressure because we were, let's say, the guys helping out. Uh, but yeah, you start feeling it and handle it. At the beginning, is not easy. Uh, but it's a fundamental step to get used to it. Uh, otherwise, you can't really do this job properly uh, because managers have, you know, their own things to uh, to, proce to process. They don't have time to sometimes, you know, uh, go to yourself and, you know, just saying sorry because uh, I was too rough or something like that. Because that, that's the job. They have lots of things to think about and you need to be aside helping them and understanding you are just a part of the process. So, yeah. Well, yeah, I can imagine. Well, on that there then, when when you go then, uh, it was Torino next. Was that something that, uh, did you know someone there or was it a relationship with a coach or did you apply? How did that whole process go? That was, uh, you know, 
those kind of things that happen in one minute, uh, like the day before I didn't know anything and then the day after I decided, okay, uh, I should go. Uh, actually, uh, the coaching staff with Mihailovic was already set. So everybody, they had everybody to work. Uh, but then during the process in September, something like that, they needed someone just to help them out with filming, uh, revising some data. Uh, so I was uh, just assisting them. Uh, so uh, I don't want to take the credit for, you know, for the, the results or whatever, because I was really aside. But I was with them during the training sessions uh, and it was a fantastic time because they had a really nice uh, background stuff. I have learned a lot, even more than Milan, I think, because that was my first experience with the uh, Serie A football professional. Uh, those rhythm, you know, this kind of stuff. Um, so the dynamics are different. You learn uh, uh, about everything. So that was fundamental. I was still aside. Then at Inter and, and Roma, yeah, everything become uh, <laughs> different. I was more involved, but uh, I really believe now looking, uh, looking back, that was a natural growth also from my point of view, you know, to start aside and then be into the real business, let's say. Mm. Yeah, let's stay on that. When, when you go from Torino, Inter, Roma, what are, the, what are the similarities from a workflow process? Are there... You know, or, or is every one of them completely different with their game models? Or how do you manage that? Yeah, I've, I've seen some differences. Um, and I would love to go abroad. I, I am trying so hard because I believe that as coaches or as analysts, whatever, uh, you learn a lot when you, go, uh, when you go in other places because you need to adapt to the environment. You need to adapt uh, to, act, to uh, how the people think, they, their culture... Uh, background um, so I would really love to make an experience abroad um, what I really believe is is crucial uh, is the differences between who plays three days per week and who plays just once a week and that completely changes the workflow yeah that's interesting so the pressure as well the pressure as well yeah well hello coaches just take a quick break here. Please do not forget to download your free periodization chart that is available on the Modern Soccer Coach website, modernsoccercoach.com shop. If you're interested in tactical periodization, we also have done a recent breakdown available on our YouTube channel. We're almost at 20,000 subscribers on YouTube. If you haven't gone over there and subscribed, please Please support the work we're doing. The more subscribers we can get, the more work we can put out, and we will keep building that channel. ModernSoccerCoach.com slash shop to get your periodization chart. Modern Soccer Coach on YouTube to watch the video. Thank you. So you work, you know, working with, with obviously managers that are exceptional at handling that pressure and, and Conte and Mourinho, when they, and they, they're, they're used to two games a week because they're usually managing Europa League, Champions League clubs. I mean, how is that there on a day-to-day -day -day basis? Is that is it always intense, or is there? Do you get a day that's like it, it's just like that all the time? <laughs> no, I mean, as an analyst, I really believe when you get to that point, you need to take into account that you don't have day off because 
when you know the team has a day off is because they need to recover physically mentally whatever but as a performance analyst someone who needs to provide information videos to to the manager you need also to to be ahead with your work because it's going to happen that the coach asks you for something even on the day off so you need to be prepared on that um i i would say as an analyst you really need to have uh that in your mind because it's, it's essential you you can't actually decide today i don't want to work you need to be there supporting them and uh, i already knew that from the beginning so i was always uh, let's say okay with that but it's not easy to handle uh, but with time it gets better definitely conte has been quite consistent in his systems uh throughout the years and 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 it's almost that he's brought the systems in is that easier when you're working with a manager who is doesn't change as much to the opposition um or how how does how have you found that process or how did you find that process uh this is a really good uh, good question um because there are managers who you know prefer to to change something tactically uh but once he decides uh, i want my game model this way i want to play with two forwards having uh, some patterns uh, is going to go all the way uh, then he can apply some changes but just really details uh, and uh, as you go through that process during the week you already know what was going to happen what you're working on uh, i'm not saying is is better or not uh, with other managers maybe you need to be more creative and more about you know understanding what what is more important uh, from time to time but with those kind of managers you just need to at the beginning understand their methodology and then you you get along does that mean that there's more the scouting has more importance when you have a consistent game model um i believe i don't know if you if you if you agree on that um that the scouting department for the club should always work to find the best talents in the world in every position but then when you uh, you know already you have a manager playing in a certain way you need to support him with players who actually can fit to that game model so uh, i would say that the scouting department should work in both ways one you know uh, looking for the best talents in all position being prepared if something happens but at the same time you know when a manager like conte came in he wants the player who fits the system otherwise um it's going to be a waste of time uh is is going to say that you know they are not useful for him but it's something that you already know when you have conte on, on your side mm-hmm. um so from that point of view it is better uh from the other i should say that scouting department never should sleep uh in in looking for talents around the world uh you can't just think about 352 for example you need to think uh, all the positions Brilliant. Brilliant. Does, it, does it make sense right absolutely absolutely yeah. yeah it's it's interesting just that again part of you as a coach is thinking that you can you can always make a player or mold a player into a system but i suppose the 
the interesting part of that level is that there's the time window is so small, right? That Conte mm. needs him to perform at a world class level right away. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do, what in terms of the training then? You know, is that is it really a collective lot of tactical work at, at the clubs? Was that pretty consistent in your experiences? Yeah, with Conte, I would say that was the main part. Uh, it was really consistent on the tactical side, and uh, if you see some matches, everybody who have seen matches from from Inter Milan, uh, that was really easy to 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 see. Uh, as an analyst, you already know what patterns patterns are involved, but at the same time, the the difficult thing for for the opposition is to face with that pace and timing on the ball. So, I would say the system was really easy to be watched or scouted because you work tactically a lot on it, but at the same time, the opposition can't really take the right measures because it's such good timing and preciseness with the, you know, passes and everything that it makes it so, so perfect. Mm. So, and then there are managers who cares more, more about dynamics. So yeah, it, it's, it's, it's part of, you know, this, this beautiful world, this football that every managers brought, uh, are bringing their ideas in different ways and they get results. It's incredible. Yeah, I know. I know Conte's been in the news recently. We, we won't. We won't get into that. But I, I wanted to stay on him because I find his system. His system is fascinating. And and I, when I've looked at it, I've always thought, I wonder which, from an internal perspective, which system that he was playing against always gave you problems from an analyst. You know, like was it a was it a back three against it? Was it matching it, or or what was your insight on that? Uh, this is really clear in my mind. Um, the first time we struggled at Inter with Conte was against, uh, was against Sparta Praga because, uh, you know, Socek now playing for, for West Ham. Uh, he was there in, in that team and the manager, I can't re- recall the name right now, but decided to put him right in front of the, of the two centre-backs. And so basically... With that simple move, he was screening all the passing lines to our forwards. Uh, and that was, in, in my opinion, the first time we really struggled uh, uh, with uh, a 3-5-2. Uh, and they were p- pretty good, actually. Very intense team. They, they draw 1-1 uh, at San Siro. Uh, but uh, they were a strong side. Really a strong side. Fascinating. Yeah. Brilliant. Um, now going to the other end of the spectrum in terms of flexibility and uh, again, someone else I'm fascinated about is, is obviously, I'm sure a lot of others are, is Mourinho, who has the ability to adapt on a game plan. Um, how does that look from an internal perspective where, you know, you've got someone who sees maybe the opposition first and then spots weaknesses or, or can you talk us through that? Yeah. Um, as um, is similar to what we were saying before, I believe with managers who likes more or are more uh, adaptable to change systems of play, uh, you need to be more creative and you need to find solution in the spot. 
so in that case, I would say like with, with Mourinho, uh, an analyst, uh, as in my case at the time, last, last season, you really can make an impact by deciding which player or which, which zone we, we should attack because it's more about, you know, uh, the dynamics of the game and what the opposition uh, can can leave you, you know, to 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 break through. So yeah, I, I believe it's really different from manager to manager. A great reputation as one of the greatest defensive coaches in the world, but but anyone that I've I've talked to that's worked with him or that's played against his teams have have talked about you know in possession that they haven't got the the, the the credit that they deserve. Um, how, how was it from that perspective? Yeah, uh, exactly as you say. Um, defensively in Italy, everybody is really keen on being prepared. They, they want to uh, have pressure on the ball. They want to cover very well. Um, defensively, you know, everybody wants to be perfect, let's say. Uh, so Mourinho wasn't different from the other managers in, in Serie A. Uh, and then in terms of offensive dynamics, um, managers are just different. Uh, I believe uh, Mourinho has the ability to make everybody feel really important and he has the ability to um, find the best solutions for the players because he tries to put them in a way where they can actually perform and also taking into consideration every single aspect of, of the several players. So uh, if someone is cutting in, I, uh, I need someone who run in the space. So find, you know, uh, that balance between all the players involved, among all the players involved. So again, managers are different. I believe this is a good way to to plan uh, an offensive setup because I really believe in dynamics and offensive solution created by the players, uh, and then depends really on, on the manager. So, I, I listened to that interview. I told you at the start uh, when I was listening to it, I thought it was really interesting. You said that when you played in the final against Feyenoord with Roma, you knew the the couple of days before that you're going to win. So the question I wanted to ask you was. Yeah. Was that because of the tactical game plan or was that because of the charisma and the way he was managing the environment? Which gave it away for you? Uh, about the tactical organization, I was sure it was going to happen because as you know, every time during the, the last weeks. Uh, so that was, you know, perfectly uh, aligned. But the charisma, exactly, that personality really gave... Roma uh, an actual advantage because also uh, Roma wasn't winning in, I mean, hasn't won something in, uh, I, I can't recall, 16 or 70 years. Uh, the, the last cup he, they were able to achieve. So bringing the, that fire, that desire to win, um, yeah, that charisma uh, is something special that, you know, um, something natural, something magic. Uh, and, and you can feel it as a player or as a um, part of the coaching staff. And I believe it helps everybody in there to, to then go and win. I, I really felt that in my heart, in my soul. Last, last question on Mourinho, I promise. When, 
it's such an intense, you know, when you talk about how he manages people, he's so deliberate with it. He can be really intense with that there. When, when you, when you talk about how you manage, how he manages staff, um, there's, there's, I remember seeing a Manchester United, the guy got the substitutions wrong or one of the assistants got something and he would, he went bananas about how is he behind the scenes um, from a management standpoint with staff? He, he is lovely. Uh, lovely guy that really um, give credit to the guys working for him. Uh, as in fact, in many interviews, post-game interviews, he, he usually talks about his uh, coaching staff, his analyst, uh, because they are they are helping a lot, and so he gives the whole credit. And uh, you know, behind the scenes, he is a lovely guy. And then you know, it comes one day or one time that something gets wrong, and he's gonna tell you. But it's part of the job. So overall, he's an incredible guy, incredible person. All right, coaches, if you want to listen to the rest of this interview, 35 more minutes of Alessandro talking about analysis and his experiences at these clubs, please head on over to apfa.io, apfa.io. Log in and watch for free with a ton of other content and online courses as well. Big thanks to APFA for all the support. Thank you very much. See you soon. Thank you for listening to the Modern Soccer Coach Podcast. For more coaching topics, sessions, and resources, head on over to Coach Kernine on Facebook or visit the website at www.modernsoccercoach.com.